Hey everybody, you're tuning in to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky, Becky with the good hair. That's right, it's me. Today, we're going to talk about hate crimes. Specifically, hate crimes with an LGBTQAI community focus. Uh, so uh, any, any, any sort of, uh, 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 you know... Violence against a member of the queer community. Uh, so we're going to talk about we're going to talk about uh, what a hate crime is legally, because you know, let's take a second. What is hate crime? It's a crime. So in order for something to be a crime, it has to be illegal. It has to be in the books. It's got to be through the courts. It's not. Um, it's not something that exists uh, through like social taboos, you know. Um, when we talked about homophobia and transphobia and all these different sorts of things, we were never really talking about crimes. We were talking about perspectives and experiences. And uh, uh, when we're talking about hate crimes, we're talking very literally about um, a crime against someone that is motivated through prejudice on the basis of their uh, on the basis of their race, color, religion, national origin, sex, gender, sexual orientation, uh, or uh, gender identity. So, um, why, why is this a big deal? There are a lot of hate crimes all the time. There are more hate crimes than there, there used to be. Uh, remember how we talked about there's more visibility than ever, so there's going to be more reactions to people seeing us than ever. So, um, what, is, what is a hate crime? Well, according to the law... A hate crime, like I said, is is a uh, a hate crime is a prejudice motivated crime which occurs when a perpetrator targets a victim because of his or her membership in a certain social group or race. Um, so any of these social groups or race can uh, uh, it's almost exclusively sex, ethnicity, disability, language, nationality, physical appearance, religion, gender identity, and sexual orientation. Um, anything that doesn't fit those categories, which I'm going to say one more time, sex, ethnicity, disability, language, nationality, physical appearance, religion, gender identity, or sexual orientation... Anything that doesn't fit that category that seems like a prejudice-motivated incident is called a bias incident, which is legally a, a separate thing. So um, a hate crime law is a piece of legislature that is intended to deter uh, hate-motivated violence. That's what that is, uh, is uh, trying to do. So I think... We have all uh, heard of at least one uh, very anti-gay act of violence. Um, Matt Shepard is a very famous case that was highly publicized uh, to try to get Supreme Court action uh, done, tried to try to get the Supreme Court to... Uh, make federal hate crime legislature and it worked the matt shepherd and uh it was matt shepherd and um and james bird jr so matt shepherd and james bird jr are examples we'll talk about them later of uh a, a hate crime that got so much public attention so much public rally that uh it it had a, a supreme court ruling named after it and successfully added uh sex sexual orientation gender and gender identity to uh 
the anti-discrimination legislation. So let's talk. How how often have there been hate crimes against LGBTQAI people since the inception of, of, of humankind? You know, there's there's always been crazy motherfucker assholes. And um, there's always been gay people. Um, public opinion on gay people is the biggest indicator on whether or not there's going to be hate crimes towards gay people. This should go without saying. There's hate crimes of all different types. There's there's hate crimes uh, towards uh, African-American people. There's hate crimes towards Asian people. There's uh, hate crimes towards uh, Hispanic people. There's uh, hate crimes towards uh, Native American people. There's hate crimes towards everybody, any any marginalized group. So um, we're going to mostly talk about the LGBTQAI's experience with hate crimes. This is not at all intended to be exclusive. It's just trying to, I'm just trying to, to give a good perspective on this particular uh, avenue of hate crimes. Again, I'd, I'm not trying to say that any of anybody's are more or less important. I'm just just trying to raise awareness about LGBTQ hate crimes. Okay. Um, so we have civil rights in the 1960s. And at the end of the 1960s, we get some legislation, 1968, the Civil Rights Act, that guarantees federal prosecution of anyone who willingly injures, intimidates, or interferes with another person or attempts to do so by force because of the other person's race, color, religion, or national origin, or because of the victim's attempt to engage in one of the six types of federally protected activities, such as attending school, patronizing a public space or facility, applying for employment, acting as a juror in a state court, or voting. So uh, this is the, the culmination of the civil rights movement, uh, you know, largely led by Dr. Martin Luther King. And it's, it's an incredible... It's an incredible piece of legislature. Um, it sets the tone for a, just a new age of, of, of society. So the thing about it is that uh, it doesn't protect uh, sex discrimination or gender discrimination. It doesn't protect uh, any sort of discrimination for LGBTQ or uh, alternative lifestyle discriminations. And, um, you know, it also doesn't have anything about um, uh, parenting or adoption or anything like that, um, which, you know, you could say is too specific, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, so we get this incredible legislature in 1968, this groundbreaking and um, essential and we don't really get anything else federally all the way until 2009. For the LGBT community, we don't get any more federal protections. And we aren't included in the federal... So uh, I'm sorry, I'm back up. We aren't included in this, this legislature. We aren't included in the Civil Rights uh, Act. And... Um, that's completely fine because there were bigger fish to fry at that point. But um, I reject the idea that gay rights distracts from other marginalized groups' rights. I reject that sentiment. Um, I think that uh, promoting equality and uh, changing people's minds about social issues helps everyone who is fighting the good fight for a social issue. That's my opinion. I don't see how proving people 
proving to people that they can change, proving to people that they can that they can be a better version of themselves uh, distracts from anybody else's mission to improve people as well. You know, that's my that's my opinion. Um, so we have the Civil Rights Act of 1968. But we don't really get anything for the LGBT community until 2009. So 2009, Obama was president. That explains why we got it. It also explains, uh, you know, it kind of explains the whole period of politics between 1968 to 2009 for LGBT people. It was not, uh, it was not so rosy. I think a lot of people talk about how progressive the 90s were. The 90s were progressive, but the, the 90s were progressive because we uh, we were recovering from the AIDS epidemic. And in order to recover from the AIDS epidemic, we needed to educate, we needed to get out there, and we needed to uh, improve our community. And that's what the gays did. So um, uh, what happened between 1968 and 2009 is what we're going to talk about next. So... There, for some reason, is there's always an easy route for some crazy religious bill that's going to handicap women and children and uh, religious minorities. For some reason, bills like that pass in an instant. And uh, unfortunately... Uh, it took until 1994 for the Violence Against Women Act uh, to go into place. The Violence Against Women Act in 1994 added coverage of gender-motivated hate crimes. Um, it was part of the Law Enforcement Act of 19... Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994. It was part of that. And uh, it increased penalties associated with... Uh, hate crimes committed on the basis of actual or perceived race, color, religion, national origin, ethnicity, or gender of any person. Uh, so, um, it was enacted in 1995. This version of that uh, bill does not uh, does not include anything that isn't a federal crime. So if it isn't a federal crime, you're not protected under this bill. So for, for things that are um, a little less severe, uh, they don't get the sort of uh, attention that they should. So 1998 happens. Um, in 1998... In June, James Byrd Jr. Uh, asks three white guys for a ride home in Jasper, Texas. They beat him up behind a convenience store. They chain him to their truck and they drag him naked and alive until he's until he's dead. Um, until he's dead is is not quite accurate. He. He eventually gets decapitated and like a sewer drain, his arms fall off. Um, it's just about, it's just about, you know, one of the most horrific uh, things I can think of. It was only until, it was only, it was only when the three white guys were found to have like Nazi paraphernalia and like Nazi tattoos that they were like, oh, this is a hate crime. To give you an idea, you know, I, I understand that legally you have to be very, very, very distinguishing. I understand that there's a there's a big difference between uh, a white person murdering a black person and a white person murdering a black person motivated by prejudice. I understand that the motivation of the crime is, is the thing that's up for debate here. Um, but, uh, you know, as a, as a non-legal person, uh, I can't really imagine a situation in which 
this wasn't a hate crime, you know. Like, if they didn't have Nazi stuff, I worry that this wouldn't have ever been labeled a hate crime. So, um, you know, you have to do something really, 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 really bad in order for it to be a hate crime. It, it can't just be uh, what we think is obviously a hate crime. Like, the definition of a hate crime, uh, as we said... is uh, when someone discriminates, uh, when someone injures, intimidates, or interferes with a person based on their uh, race, color, religion, or national origin. Uh Physical assault, damage to property, bullying, harassment, verbal abuse, insults, um, offensive graffiti, letters, hate mail. In the modern age, I think we can go ahead and put email and cyber cyber harassment onto there. Um, so it wasn't until 1994 that they included gender under the federal hate crime uh, it wasn't until 2009 that the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crime Prevention Act uh, was signed into law. And this was expanding the existing Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act. So what was going on in the meantime? What was going on between... Uh, oh, during all this time. State laws, that's what's going on. So yeah, the federal stuff, that's like the big guns. Um, while people struggled to get federal coverage, instead states passed their own, passed their own pieces on it. Passed their own legislation on it. So, um, in 1983... Uh, probably at the very, very beginning of the AIDS epidemic. Uh, there were no state hate crime protections. There were no, there was no coverage of uh, sexual orientation or gender identity in any of the hate crime legislation for anywhere in the country in 1983. 1984, California was the first state to sign uh sexual orientation hate crime coverage the next state to follow suit was three years later in connecticut for again just for sexual orientation so they're not covering gender identity nobody's talking about gender identity right now at least to the courts uh 1988 wisconsin joins 1989 minnesota nevada and oregon uh sign sexual orientation coverage for hate crime legislation. And then the first mention that we get of gender identity protections is in 1990, uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, signs both sexual orientation coverage protections and uh, gender identity. And uh, New Jersey does just sexual orientation and Vermont does just sexual orientation coverage. 1991, 1992, uh, Florida, Illinois, New Hampshire, Iowa, Michigan signed sexual orientation coverage. Uh, 1993 to 1999, we get Maine, Texas, Washington, Massachusetts, Delaware, Louisiana, Nebraska, Rhode Island, uh, Missouri, and uh, Kentucky, New York, Tennessee, Kansas, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, uh, they all get uh, 
sexual orientation coverage, but we're going to see in uh, starting in starting in 1993, Minnesota gets gender identity coverage. Starting in uh, 1999, uh, Missouri gets gender identity coverage. Vermont gets gender identity coverage. Um, oddly enough, in 2000, Indiana joins the fight for the first time since all of this way started way back in 1984 in California. Uh, Indiana pipes in for the first time and they says, they says, oh gosh, they say, yeah, we'll collect uh, hate crime data, but uh, we're not going to, we're not going to protect them under the hate crime legislation. So they're not, they're not protected under the hate crime legislation in Indiana in 2000, but they are collecting the data. So that kind of, to me, that, that brings up the, 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 the curiosity of they want to keep tabs on it, they want to have control over it, they want to know what the numbers are, but they don't want to change it. They don't want to protect the gay people, they just want to know how many are getting beat up. So what you do with that information is entirely up to you. You could use that information to help gay people, or you could use that information to see how effectively your society is getting rid of the gay people. So, I don't know, it's a... If you know much about Indiana, you know that their politics are not super gay friendly. Um, Indianapolis is a great place to be gay, but um, Indiana is not a great place to be to be gay. So um, anyway, moving on. A bunch more states. So after 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 uh, after two thousand and nine, after after two after the after the the Matthew Shepard and. Uh, after the, the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crime Prevention Act, uh, everybody pretty much has uh, sexual orientation protections on the books for hate crime legislation. Some people have gender identity, but most everybody has sexual orientation under the books anyway for state for state laws by 2008 and then the federal law declares that uh you know your sexual orientation and your gender identity are covered under federal laws no not your gender identity your sexual orientation is covered uh under these hate crime laws and they beef up the hate crime penalties and uh um, so it's just a little bit, it's a little bit complicated because, um, after that, everybody switches to gender identity protections, but there's no federal gender identity protections from what I understand. Um, no, there are. So, yeah. Obama signed the existing uh, Violent Crimes Against Women Act or Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act and he expanded it to cover sexual orientation, actual or perceived gender, actual or perceived gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability and dropped the uh, prerequisite that the victim be engaging in a federally protected activity. So you don't need to be protected under a federally, you don't need to be doing a federally protected activity. So that's pretty good. These are all great laws. Um, the state laws, you know, get put in there when the federal laws don't meet the demand. But when a really good federal law is put in action, that's what it should be. Unfortunately, a lot of these uh, a lot of these laws just aren't followed. So um, that's the other big problem. It's not really just about it's not really just about uh, getting these laws enacted. It's also about enacting them after they've been, you know successfully 
enacted. Like the the police don't always carry out the stuff. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the a lot of the worst, uh, a lot of the worst offenses sometimes are being caused by police. Certainly, if you look up a history of LGBT hate crimes, uh, starting with Stonewall, Stonewall is not the only police problem hate crime. That's not the only time that the police have gotten in the way of. Uh, LGBT people live in their lives. Far from it. Um, also, the police discriminate against LGBT people by uh, not being interested in upholding the law, not following, not not doing their job, not um, not enforcing these 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 anti-LGBT protections. Um, so if they don't if they don't enforce the protections, then we aren't protected. Uh, I think probably most people have seen the recent uh, the recent incident in uh, Portland, Oregon, which I think is a crazy location uh, for something like this. But at the same time, I've heard that Oregon is just like a land of wild, wild rednecks. Um, a lesbian couple was just out walking in their neighborhood, and this fucking asshole in a truck. I watched the video pulled up and started screaming, you know, dyke cow and stuff like this. And it's just started screaming, uh, uh, screaming all sorts of homophobic nonsense at them. And they, uh, they confront him and they, they like follow him over to his house and his buddies are just like pacifying everything. They're just like smiling and just like laughing at how drunk he is, I guess. Cause it's hilarious to be so drunk that you become a homophobic piece of shit. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's so fun to do that. I don't think it's good to be a homophobic piece of shit. But so this guy's just being a homophobic piece of shit. They call the police and the police are like, how'd you, how did, how did they know you're gay? Just kind of looks at her. It's like, how the, how'd they know you're gay? Like, are you fucking kidding? You can put this on her responsibility to dress in a certain way. Like, or, you know, what are you like? It's just like the Mattachine police. Like, I don't understand. Like, you have to conform to heteronormative society in order to get protections in our society. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. In order to, in order to, and in order to benefit from uh, our society's protections, we need to uh, seamlessly conform to it. Otherwise, you were asking for it, I guess. Um, so that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, obviously the community has has rallied in response. Um, but it's we just you know the whole point is is that we shouldn't have to rely on our immediate community for everything. We shouldn't be persecuted by our police and by our neighbors and just kind of hope that rainbow chalk on the sidewalk is gonna keep all the keep all the assholes away. Just don't believe that for a second. The only thing that works is putting bitches in jail for doing stupid shit. That's the only thing that works. The only thing that works is making it so that somebody that commits a hate crime gets punished so severely that nobody else would want to do what they did because they would it would ruin their entire life. That's the only way that you make it so that people don't do that. I'm not at all advocating for the death sentence. I'm advocating for strict, quick, and harsh punishment for people that are obviously committing socially dangerous crimes. And uh, it's kind of terrible in its own way because <laughs> there are people saying the exact same thing I just said, the exact same wording, except they intend it to be against LGBT people. They say that we're the ones committing the social crimes. So, um, you know, it's tricky. Uh, if you're a, if you're a defender of the law and order, if you're a police officer, you know you're defending society, and society you know has its own problems. It's got a, it's got its own warts. It's got its blemishes, and um, we see it all the time, twenty four seven, in the African American community, with police officers indiscriminately shooting black people. Um, for no reason, just murdering black people all the time for no reason. So we're very fortunate in the gay community for that to not be quite the case, but we do have a history 
uh, of police tr abusing us, mistreating us, and um, aiding in our oppression. So um, I think it's important to bring up that uh, in 19, from 1991 to 1992, there were uh, 113,000 113, reported hate crimes. 55% of them were racial. 17% of them were religiously motivated. So 55% um, of them were racially motivated. 17% were religiously motivated. 14% were uh, motivated off based off of sexual orientation. And 14% were motivated off of ethnicity. And 1% were motivated, motivated from disability. Um, so I think it's safe to say that uh, uh, race is... The biggest, uh, the biggest uh, bias motivation for hate crimes. I looked up some statistics from today. Some 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 statistics from today. The ratios, the percentages, they're about the same. It's important to mention that uh, you know, in order to be classified as a hate crime, the police department has to establish it as a hate crime. So if uh, if they don't think it's a hate crime, then it doesn't get reported as a hate crime. That doesn't mean that it didn't happen as a hate crime. Like, that doesn't mean that the hate crime didn't happen. It just means it didn't get reported. So uh, I bet there are more. I bet there have been more uh, gay hate crimes uh, uh, since... Forever, you know, I'm sure that there are way more unreported hate crimes than there are reported on the books hate crimes. It only makes sense. It wouldn't make any sense uh, for all of the hate crimes to be represented. The whole point of the Matt Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Uh, hate crime act is that those two places... Uh, Texas and Montana did not have hate crime protections. Most people think that, you know, if you're gay, that's your choice and uh, you, you get what's coming to you. So uh, it was a big deal to get hate crime protections uh, for, uh, for LGBT people in uh, states that don't believe that LGBT people should really even exist. Um, so another example of a weird example of our society not being able to cope with, uh, having queer people in it is this guy that got murdered by his friend. Um, I think his name, I think his name is named Scott Amador who was murdered after revealing like a secret crush he had on a TV show, the Jenny Jones show. He had, it, it, the, so the, the episode was about secret crushes and he revealed that he had a secret crush on his friend, uh, uh, Jonathan Schmitz. And his friend reacted to this by uh, buying a shotgun and then going to hang out with Scott Amador and sitting down with him and being like, are you still attracted to me? And then he shoots him when he says yes. He shoots him when he says yes. So I think the guy, the, 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 they say that the Jonathan Schmitz guy had a, had a history of mental illness. I mean, who doesn't nowadays? But, um, so, uh, my point is, is that um, people have been senselessly murdered for being gay for as long as people have been gay. We're too special. We're too interesting. We're too fabulous. They are so jealous. They murder us. Um, in uh, 1988... 
Rebecca White and her partner Claudia Brenner went hiking in the Appalachian Trail and uh, they were camping and they ran into um, kooky guy Stephen Roy Carr. Stephen Roy Carr was a weird, creepy loner who sometimes lived in a cave. Uh, if you've, if you're, have you ever been to the Appalachian Trail area? I've been to the Smokies a bunch. I've, I've done some parts of the Appalachian Trail. Um, there's a lot of people that just like live on the trail and like sleep in the shelters and like are just like homeless along the trail, and it's usually just no big deal, except for when it's uh, except for when it's Stephen Roy Carr, and he sees uh, he sees uh, Rebecca and Claudia. Uh, having sex after dinner and he uh, shoots Claudia five times and then shoots uh, shoots Rebecca three times and uh, he shoots her in the back of her head and her back and then he shoots her in the liver and uh, and uh, Rebecca Rebecca dies and Claudia survives and uh, they eventually uh, they eventually find the other thing is is that uh, so this Stephen 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 Roy Carr guy he almost gets away because he hides out in a uh, in a Mennonite community in uh, I think there, I think all of this happened maybe near Roanoke um, in Virginia um, uh all of this happened 1988 um, and uh, this is uh, not the certainly far from the first use of the gay panic defense but it's a it's another example of the the gay panic defense the gay panic defense is they made a pass at me it reminded me of my sexual abuse so I flipped a shit and then I killed them because homosexuality made me panic so much you know like I and um uh I think uh Carr tried to make the defense that homosexuality you know was a sin worse than death or maybe that was uh it was either that guy or it was the one of the guys that killed uh one of the guys that killed uh Matt Shepard um, when Matt Shepard was killed in 1998, uh, his, his, uh, one of his attackers tried to claim the gay panic defense and the judge didn't buy it, luckily. Um, he tried to say that Matt made a pass at him at the bar that they were at and that he flipped shit and went out and killed him because of that. Pretty incredible to me. That uh, anybody would think that that's a that's a good thing to try to defend yourself with, but um, I guess if you know you're a piece of shit, murderer, disgusting monster, sleazebag, piece of garbage, you're gonna come up with anything you can, I guess. Uh, so the thing about the Matt Shepard case is that it was so shocking because it was so violent and it was so brutal and he was 21 year old student uh people always get more upset when it's a young person i i i i, I get upset when it's any age of person pretty much uh indiscriminately i don't really feel like it's uh you know less bad for an older person to die i just don't understand that but um it still sucks, I guess. I mean, I guess if I guess if you you know if you get like hate crime murdered when you're 96, um, to me it's just as bad because it's just such an unbelievably disrespectful uh, thing to do to somebody, no matter what age they are. You know, like it shouldn't matter. It's like irrelevant. Like the nature in which these people are being murdered is 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 the problem. It's not really just the death part. I should cut this part out. Um, okay. 
So I guess my point is is that um, what isn't isn't legally a hate crime is often the problem here. Uh, what constitutes a hate crime is entirely dependent on the lawyers pitching their arguments back and forth and a judge deciding ultimately what goes on. So um, it's just kind of all over the place. You can't you can't guarantee that anything's going to be a certain way. But um, I think what we can do is just fight for what we think is right. Um, technically, uh, intimidation, verbal harassment, that's all it should take to be a hate crime. So, uh, for example, go back to that, that Portland, Oregon uh, couple... They, the video shows this guy screaming dyke at them. This, 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 this video shows the guy harassing them with uh, hurtful language. And the police respond, it's not against the law to be mean. And unfortunately, uh, for everybody involved, it's a little worse than just being mean. So to trivialize it and to say that calling somebody a cow dyke and saying that they're going to put you to sleep is being mean. It's like, huh. I'm just confused. You know, I, I think it's unbelievable that um, women can't show their nipples in public. But, uh, you know, calling somebody a fat cow dyke who is going to get put to sleep is just completely fine. That's not, that's not hate speech. That's not illegal. That's not intimidation. That's not against the law. All that sort of stuff. One time I got in an argument with my doctor. And I called him a fucking asshole. And he threatened to, to bring in uh, security. This is a long story. This is somewhat irrelevant. But, but my point is, is that if you call a white man in a suit a fucking asshole. He's going to react like the most triggered snowflake you've ever met in your life. So to tell me... As a woman, that hate speech is, isn't hate speech, it's just being mean. And what I said to my doctor, it's going to be a security level offense. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a double standard doesn't quite, that's not the right math. It's like a septuple standard. It just doesn't, the math doesn't add up, not even close. So, um... That's what, I mean, it's a very complicated issue that we're dealing with here. This is not so straightforward. Um, we need to stay vigilant. We need to complain. We need to write to our congressman. We need to try to get some more comprehensive legislature. And we need to get the police uh, following through with it. So the whole point of all this is to say that we have all these protections. Oregon has a state hate crime legislature that is updated that's good that's thorough they're just not enforcing it they're just not they're just not doing their job uh it's far from being the only instance of of this happening um well i mean for example harvey milk i mean when harvey milk was assassinated in City Hall by his political rival Dan White got six years in jail for it. Like actual not like the most lenient sentence ever for walking up to somebody in a public building and shooting them at point blank range. That's what he did. And um, he, 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 that's the sentence that he got for that. You're going to tell me, you're going to tell me that that's even like sane. That's like medieval level shit. Like if somebody told me that uh, in medieval times, 
you know, uh, you could kill somebody and only spend six years in jail. I'd be like, man, I'm so glad I don't live in times like that. But here we are listening to stories about Harvey Milk in 1978. That's not medieval at all. So it's just not even close to being okay. It's just not even close. Um, And in the meantime, (laughs) you know what is successfully being passed? In Louisiana, as a response to the Black Black Lives Matter movement, they've passed legislation adding police officers and firefighters to the list of people that are protected under hate crime legislation. Now, there have been some targeted murders of police officers, but uh, all I'm going to say is that, that it really didn't take them long to do this. It really didn't, it really, they didn't, you know, nobody's feet were dragging to trying to get this bill signed. In Louisiana, um, you know, it was only in 1997 that uh, there was an act forcing campus police to report hate crimes uh, with the LGBT uh, focus. So there's just a lot more, there's a lot more to do with this, you know, and protecting people's gender identities under actual or perceived, that, that, that legal language is very important, actual or perceived gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, all these different things, actual or perceived is very essential. Um, but the problem is, is that it's not always being enforced. So if it's not being enforced and it doesn't do us any good, um, I think we can all appreciate that. So I guess, yeah, um, that's going to be it for this episode. I I didn't talk about any of the stuff that we needed to talk about. I know there's so much and so many more things we need to talk about with hate crimes. Just go ahead and call in. Um, You know, don't be mad that I didn't talk about what you want to talk about. Just just tell me. Just tell me what you want to talk about. And we'll talk about it because there's too much. There's too much. I can have like a 48 hour episode on this and it wouldn't work. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be, wouldn't be inclusive enough. Um, so I guess, honestly, you know, the motivation for this episode was talking to a, uh, straight male friend of mine who identifies as a very progressive liberal who who straight up told me that uh, gay people don't experience uh, discrimination anymore and that uh, things like pride and things like gay rights are completely pointless because everybody has assimilated. And I, I think that... Um, it's easy to do that if your news feed is just your own asshole. Also, it's really easy to do that if your if your news feed is your news. So don't I you know go read the fucking news and stuff, and uh, pay attention to hate crimes because they they don't not exist. I mean, especially nowadays, like uh. The Trump people are, are fucking assholes. They've always been around, but they're really like, they're happy and they're comfy and they're like shouting about it nowadays. I'm not at all saying that they weren't around before. I'm saying that now they're just, they've got a cheerleader in the Oval Office and it sucks. So if somebody tells you that hate crimes are bullshit, I want you to school that person hardcore and uh, remind them that we didn't even get federal protections for hate crimes um, until Obama. So, yeah. 
don't think we're don't think we're blowing this out of proportion at all. I think we're I think we're we're being too quiet about uh, our problems. I think I think uh, that you know it all kind of comes back to uh, people accusing LGBT people of you know taking more than their fair share. Uh, that there were distracting people from other more important civil rights causes. And again, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. If people are being forced to recognize the validity of a minority, that mentality is contagious. And it definitely breaks down barriers outside of its immediate target. It's more of a shotgun than a rifle. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think that, I think that, that all, all effort is good effort. There's no such thing as a wasted effort. There's no such thing as, uh, and there's no such thing as distracting, distracted rights, distracting rights. There's no such thing as special rights. There's no such thing as, uh, as a uh, as stop talking about that you know so yeah i don't think i don't feel like people say this as much anymore does anybody else feel like like the one good thing about trump is that now like people don't think that sexism is bullshit people don't think that racism is bullshit people don't think that that classism is bullshit like people people are like oh these things are real. Like we have to, we have to face this now. Like there's no, there's no like, you know, is it the shadows or is it a monster? It's like, oh, there's the monster, you know. So, um, uh, I mean, t- I, I, you know, I was just frustrated. It's obvious. It's obvious. It's been going on for a long time, but um, you know, I, f- I meet fewer and fewer people that try to tell me that all of this is blown out of proportion. You know, most people s- seem to at least understand that it's not blown out of proportion anymore. Okay. All right. Well, please, please contact me about what I left out and uh, how mad you are about it. And have a good week. Take care of yourself. Be the best version of yourself. Or at least certainly try to be. That's all we can do.